0: Welcome to the Own Your Magic Podcast, where we dive into topics such as human design, food, all things spiritual, and all things that will help you see that the magic is already inside of you. You just have to own it. Join me in my journey of self-discovery and holistic health to help you become the highest and best version of yourself. Learn to love yourself and own that magic. Remember, we're all different and we are all exactly where we're meant to be in our journey. So be gentle and love yourself. Thank you so much for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Own Your Magic podcast, uh, car cast, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I am coming from you. I am coming to you from my car this week, again, um, on my way to work, again. Excuse me, I'm fighting off a little bit of a cold. It never like progressed into like anything crazy, but I think like all the emotions. Um, I have so much to talk about because it's been like two weeks. Um, but this episode, I really wanted to talk about kind of like self, self worth, self love, wrapped up in like spirituality and abuse, um, because I think when you have low self worth and self love, and you don't think that you're enough um especially when it comes to childhood issues childhood traumas we tend to find ourselves in situations where because we don't respect and love ourselves it's kind of like that you know you've heard the saying if you don't love yourself how can you love somebody else like truly and although that is very true um it's also the reverse if you don't love yourself enough how are you going to expect somebody else to love you in a way that you you feel is worth it you know because if you feel that you are worthy you'll know like when somebody's not treating you right um But So that's kind of what the bulk of the episode is going to be about. But this past week, two weeks actually, um, if you listen weekly, uh, thank you. I appreciate you all. Um, I did not put out a podcast last week. I was so late on getting it recorded and actually saying that today is Thursday, but I can tell my mood's a bit better. But I kind of, I did kind of like beat myself up a little bit because I committed to this. I wanted to do it. And then I I had a lot of self-doubt last week. A lot of insecurities came up. I am part of this. It's a New Earth Self-Leadership Academy I've started doing. And the first webinar was about IFS, Internal Family Systems. And if you don't know anything about it, um, basically in a nutshell, it is a form of therapy. Uh, I don't know all the details of the history um it's written down but I'm driving so (laughs) it would not be very safe for me to look it up right now but it's essentially um you know the concept that all of us have a higher self every single person no matter what you've done in your life no matter who you are you have a higher self inside of you but then you have all these fragments of yourself um be it from childhood all traumas whatever you've been through has kind of created this fragment right it's like that concept like we are all one Um, we're all we are all the divine but in our earthly forms in our our souls are all fragments of it we've all broken down so you can kind of have that same concept within yourself right you have your higher self and then all these fragments that are parts of it um so say for example you had a really controlling abusive dad you're always going to have this little fragment of yourself that's that's screaming at you and telling you you're not enough and what are you doing and um so you know you can kind of get the idea and the 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 main concept is you have um, managers, firefighters, and exiles. So exiles are all that pain and trauma, and the manager and the managers and the firefighters are your protectors, and they are basically trying to keep you numb. And when you do feel things, trying to keep it at bay, right? So you have the managers, which are the ones that are trying to keep you numb. They're going to make sure you're socially acceptable. You're not, you're doing things the way that you should. Um, You're kind of following that, that line. And then you have your firefighters. So when you do get emotional you do get triggered, maybe you turn to alcohol and that's a way to, to kind of bring you back to that numb part. And so they're always constantly trying to keep you from feeling these emotions. So I had a webinar about it and we kind of did like a little meditation, like a kind of a deep imaging meditation um, to connect with our higher self. And it was so unbelievably emotional after. I had no idea. I didn't expect that at all. So I was just really thrown for a loop. Um, On top of the fact that I had fraud on my account, it's actually really interesting not interesting haha or anything but um, I the day I had signed up the day after I had signed up because I you know I was going back and forth I've come um, to decide as a manifesting generator somebody who needs to wait to respond and think things through and for somebody who likes to multitask and doesn't want to slow down and see the signs and just like I want to do all the things all the time I want to know everything Um, I've always been like that throughout my life so As I've learned about human design and all these other different aspects of myself, and seeing myself and loving myself and understanding myself, I have decided it's kind of like um, once I got all into it, I kind of wait for the signs twice. Right? So, like, if there's something that I want, um, because I'm still understanding, I'm still grasping this whole wait to respond, or or because I am emotionally defined, um, waiting through the wave to understand you know, to make a decision to get that clarity. Cause there is no, there is no clarity in the now there is no, you can't make, I cannot make a decision in the now that's just not going to happen. So I've kind of started to do this thing where I just wait, um, and see the signs twice. So I listened to a podcast, um, where actually the, the woman who's with the program was talking about it and she brought up IFS and I just found it like fascinating. I was like hooked on every single word she said. I was like, wow. So I went and I looked, looked at it, but you know, I'm, I am going to school for holistic health. So I was just like, I don't want to overcommit myself, blah, blah, blah. Long story. And then a few days later, I was listening to another podcast and again, they brought up IFS and I was like, wow, this thing is, this is the second time. So then I went back and I reached out and I had a conversation with her. Um, So after like a week or two of sitting on it and deciding if this was right for me, I, after speaking with her, I still let myself sleep on it for a night. And the next day I decided to go for it and literally I signed up for it. And then the next evening was I got scammed (laughs) on the phone so it was just I think there are times when you spiritually are getting to the next level um, things happen right that that are, are sabotaging you or trying to or or you know your ego doesn't want to doesn't want you to, to grow and all that stuff so long story long it was a really long week um, I was so emotional like I said I went through this the IFS the first webinar and it it just brought up a lot. Um, and then, on top of that, I went to see The Joker for the second time. Because I just, like... I, <sighs> I, I The first time I went, everybody that I went with pretty much said it was, like, really disturbing. And it is. Don't get me wrong. But, first of all, the movie was so beautifully artistic. I mean, you could honestly have muted it and just been like, oh, it was beautiful. Like, stunning. I could not get over it. And just... I think I just connect with that pain and that sadness and that all of that, because, you know, there are certain parts in the movie where it's like, I feel like I've been there. You know, I've been to that low point emotionally where you just don't know what to do with all of this pain you've been handed. You don't know what to do with it. You don't know where to go. You don't know how to pull yourself out of it. And you know, we are given a choice. We can go one way or we can go the other. And obviously if you know the Joker and you know, Batman, you know, he went uh, the opposite way that most people can go. Um, but you know, I think it's shown, shined a light on mental illness too, and and our our um, uh, not culture. Well, I mean, I guess our culture, but our system, right? Our system. Our system is broken in so many ways. Um, And when it comes to mental illness too, it's like a lot of people just feel like they can't talk about it. There's not an outlet. There's no, there's nothing for them, you know, and just the system doesn't work. And I think, so the movie really shined a a light on mental illness as well. And so all that wrapped up, I just, I thought it was a beautiful, beautiful movie. Um, But so anyway, so I was watching that movie after this IFS uh, webinar, thinking about all that, you know, the... it just all came up. And so I just had a really, really tough weekend. I, I have a hard time crying and I found myself crying like the entire weekend. It was, it was really emotional. And so it really just wore me out. And I, like I said, I had recorded a podcast that I was going to put out. It was like a little 20 minute um, podcast last Friday. And I just, I, I just didn't get to it. And I kind of beat myself up about it, but I was like, you know what? I do enjoy this podcast. I like speaking about these things and I, I want to continue to enjoy it. So I'm not going to force it. Like if I don't feel it for a week, um, you know, I, obviously my goal is to get out every single Friday, um, for you guys, for myself. And, but last Friday was just, it was a really emotional, like I said, it was, it was kind of a tough week. But I woke up on Monday, I got some sleep, um, I feel better, I journaled, I meditated, I did all that stuff, and so I, do, I feel a lot more aligned, a lot more grounded, and I do feel like a shift in a sense of growth. Um, you know, I, I feel like a lot more has kind of come become clearer, uh, there's been a lot of clarity around around certain things, and, and, and so that's, it's, that's, that's good moving forward. And I was trying to decide what I wanted to talk about this week. I've had a lot of things like obviously it's been a long like couple weeks so I've had a lot of things going around in my mind but one thing that really sticks out is you know I think this this journey for me this 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 spiritual journey this journey of growth I'm the kind of person that like I like to know all the information I like to read and so when I first like got into this I I was trying to heal. I was going through a deep healing process. So there was a lot of stuff that I was trying to suppress, a lot of stuff that was coming up. It was really difficult. Um, And so I could never just like really, you know, everybody was like, oh, the answers are in you, you know, like, and I, I just, I could never understand it. I was like, no, but they're not. Like I need somebody to tell me because for all of my life, I've had people tell me what to do or what I'm feeling or what I'm thinking or what I should be thinking or what I should be doing. And so that's just like, especially with an open G center, that's really affected me and made me feel like taking away people telling me what to do. It almost made me feel like really lost. Like, what do I do? And so one thing I started doing for myself is I stopped talking about things so much with certain people and I stopped asking for advice because here's the thing. If you, if I'm not asking you for advice and you're giving it to me without me asking you, that's, that's that's a sign right that that's <clears throat> I don't want to say disrespecting but it can be if, if it's something that happens over and over but sometimes you just want to talk right you don't want to be told what to do or how to feel and once you set a clear boundary if that continues to happen then that's a sign of somebody that doesn't have healthy boundaries in their life and so like one thing I've learned through all of this and especially about myself because I've it's always been really interesting. I my human design, if you know, if you've listened to a couple of other podcasts or you just know about it, I'm a 6'3", which is my profile, which is like role model martyr, which means I go through three phases in my life. The first phase is like zero to 28 or 29. And that's kind of like where I'm just experimenting and testing everything out. And then the second phase is like 30 to 50. And that's where I'm like kind of taking in everything. I'm processing everything that I've learned and I'm making sense of it all then the 50 onward is kind of where I step, I kind of step back into that testing everything phase, but more as a role model, right? Like now I've done all these things. I know what I'm doing. So now I can kind of lead others and teach others and show others. Um, but then I have this coupled with this three, this martyr, um, profile, this line, this third line, and the third line has to, has to test things out for themselves. So for the first part of my life, I was basically like a three, three profile, um, which is like, looking back in hindsight, you know, because I, I had my daughter at 24, so I kind of, not that I walked the straight and narrow, you know, but it was, I I had a child in my early 20s, so I didn't really get to experience my 20s in the way that a lot of people did. But in hindsight, I've always been the kind that I, you can't tell me what to do, I got to figure it out myself. And I, I was watching my son this morning, he's a 2'6", or sorry, two. Either 2-6 or 2-4. Oops, I forgot. Um, I think he's a 2-4. But anyway, um, but I was watching my son, and he had turned on the hot water. And, you know, it takes a while to warm up. And so I told him, I was like, turn that off. It's going to be hot. And he immediately pulled his hand out and turned it off. Now, if that had been me or my daughter, who's a 1-3, uh, we would have literally waited to f- make sure the water was hot. To make sure, I like, I knew I experienced what you were talking about. <coughs> I knew it for myself. And so the first, like that, the first part of my life was all about like testing the waters and making sure. So I was thinking about like how I think because like my conditioning has always been, you know, respect authority. Um, and not that that's a bad thing. Obviously we all should respect authority for, for obvious reasons. But, um, I've always kind of been like overly, like I want to know all the rules. Like I feel like I need to abide by them, but I've, but I've come to discover it's more in a way that I like to know the rules. I have to know the rules of everything. doesn't matter what it is. Like, I just, I like to know the parameters because I want to know how much I can color, you know, like mess up everything inside or test everything inside without, or like how far I can push it a little bit. So I like to know my boundaries, my parameters, but I also don't necessarily follow them strictly. I like to test it and play with it and figure it out. But kind of, I tend to stay within those parameters. There are times where I scoot on the outside just to test, you know, test the waters and and see how it, how it goes. So I think like when it comes to all this journey, this learning, this spirituality, this growth, um, you know, all the books are saying like, trust yourself, it's, It's all, it's all in you. And it is this one thing I've like really come to learn. is like, I had to read everything. I had to speak to everybody. I had to experience and play with all these different things to realize like, yes, it does come within us. And some people can just like hear that from one source and start to meditate and get deep in there and understand it. For me, it wasn't like that. I had to play and experience and read everything and ask questions and be curious and doubt and all of these different things before I came to this. So you know, all these different courses that are out there and books that are out there. It's like, yes, you know, are they necessary? There are people who like me need those to understand, to like to wrap their heads around it, to like really get to that point of like, yes, to get to that part, right. That you can truly understand that like the answers are within you. Um, and I was, of my human design, I, I have this one gate and I'm going to, I don't remember what it is, but it's kind of like, Knowing the rules, but then, like, changing them, right? Being able to take something that's old or something that's established and kind of, like, flip it on its on its head and be able to, like, do look at it in a new way and turn it in a new way. And so that really got me thinking about all of this, right? Like, all the spirituality. And I think that's what a lot of people who can kind of take these old um, uh, rules or notions or, or lessons and kind of just, like, flip them and turn them in a way that's, like, understandable and that you can really relate to it. Um, I'm doing Lacey Phillips Manifestation. Um, I do her The Pathways. uh, uh, She's got manifestation, deep imaging, meditations. Um, It's dealing with your shadow self, your inner child. It's teaching you how to manifest because we can all manifest, right? Um, But a lot of us are just blocked and it really comes down to like we, we subconsciously believe within ourselves. is like our ability to manifest. So if you don't believe that you're worth it, you can sit there and manifest and, and, and write down your perfect whatever it is that you want to call in but you're not going to be able to call it in if you just have that subconscious belief that you're not enough that you don't deserve it so we have to do a lot of work around all of that just for life in general um and so that kind of like brings me all back around to what I kind of wanted to talk about in this in this podcast because again if we don't love ourselves if we don't find that worth in ourselves we don't think that we're enough then we're never going to be able to attract um, or bring in people that will feel the same way about us. Um, We're always going to have people that are, you know, not and especially if you don't have boundaries. I know that was my biggest thing, you know, for a long time and I'm still working on it because it's, it's such a foreign concept to me. Sorry, I have a (laughs) congested, but um, if we don't you know, love and respect ourselves. Like we can't call in people that have that love and respect for us. So I want to start this chat on, on abuse, just by saying that I am by no means like blanketing this on everybody. This is my personal experiences and this is the stuff I've learned over my lifetime. So I know my situation is very different from others. Um, Every situation is different. That's why we're all individual and we're all unique. So I'm only I'm only discussing what I've learned, what I've been through, um, in the hopes that if somebody else has been in a similar situation that they can relate and maybe it'll help somebody else. Um, but again, like statements that I make or things that I say, I'm only speaking for my personal experience. And I also want to say before I begin this that... And I, I think I want to say this specifically because I'm a mother and I love my mother. But... Um, As a mother, we do the best that we can with what we have. I love my mom. Um, She's, gosh, she would do anything for me. She would give up anything for us. But I know as an adult, looking back, she has her own childhood issues to deal with. She has her own life to deal with. She's got her own shit, right? Um, You know, when when I was eight years old, we moved across the world and she had never, you know, left the States. So that was a tough transition for her. Um, we're all different personalities. She's had to deal with things that are completely different than I've ever had to deal with. And so for me growing up, what I've learned through therapy in the last couple years about not loving myself, um, and especially low self-worth because my mom is very take charge, take control. She likes to, um, not dictate, but she likes, it's, she likes to have control over the situation, and that's her coping mechanism, right? I, when she was younger, that was probably her way of feeling like she was in control of her life, was being able to, to control it, um, to tell people what to do, and to kind of uh, manage things in that way. So when I grew up, I was told a lot no. I was told a lot what to do. Um, I was... You know, like I said, we all have our own issues. And I know sometimes with my kids, I'll kind of brush them aside sometimes. But then I go back and I think about it and I'm like, no, I'm not trying to instill shame in them. And so I have an overwhelming sense of shame, starting with that relationship with my mother. Um, again, like I said, she it's not like she meant to do it. That's what's so hard about parenting, right? It's like because shame is instilled in a child, I believe they say, around age three um, that's such a young age. I mean, my son is three, you know, my daughter's nine. So I very well may have already instilled the shame in her and I didn't even mean to, you know, it's like they're all these little, every single thing, every, for every action, there's a reaction, right? So that was the start of my shame. My, I felt like I couldn't make decisions on my own because any decision I made was the wrong one. Um, or it wasn't the one that she would have chosen. And so she didn't understand it, or it wasn't the same process she would have done. Um, I kind of have always felt like the oddball in my family, like the black sheep. Like I do things differently. Um, I have a very creative mind and my family is all, they're very intelligent. They're very smart, but they just do, they have a different process because of that. They're more left brain, whereas I'm more right brain. So my ways and my processes were very different. And so having that in a, in a family who was type A and left brain, um, they didn't understand the process. They didn't understand the way my, my mind worked. And so I really felt that and I at the time I didn't know what it was. I just I just felt like I was wrong. I felt like I couldn't make decisions or um, you know my decisions were wrong or would get me in trouble. And so when I was in high school, I met my first boyfriend and he was abusive. And let's say abuse, first of all, it's all it's not only physical, it's emotional, mental Um, spiritual. There are so many forms of abuse and it's all relative to the individual. Some people may not be physically abused. um, And, and, and that trauma may be just as much to them as somebody who is physically abused. So it's all relative to the person, their experiences and what they've gone through. Um, Psychological uh, trauma or psychological abuse is, is is almost as bad as physical abuse. I I know I've been in, in relationships where there's like mental, emotional trauma, abuse and it's almost you almost want to say it at a certain point it's just like man just like you know I have I'll be honest I've thought it before in situations just like just hit me because that would hurt worse than what you're doing um, but I have you know I've experienced both I haven't experienced um, you know I, I, I haven't ended up in the hospital from anything let's say that but it is not pleasant regardless of your situation and this is really hard for me to talk about on in here and I know I'm going to post this and you know, have a little inner freak out for putting it out there. But I think it's really important to talk about it. and it's something that we don't talk about often enough. Um, most of the, most of the abuse I've experienced has been emotional and mental. Um, you know, pick, pick, when you see, when you see the, uh, that somebody has low self-worth or so, if they don't love themselves enough, you I would assume as an abuser, you know, you learn to pick on that. Um, Keeping somebody down makes them, quote unquote, need you. Um, I know my ex always said that. And and on top of it, now that I know my human design, I'm a manifesting generator and I am like the most independent of the types. So I really didn't need anybody. But they would always say like, you don't need me or I think controlling me was a way to kind of keep me there if they can make me feel bad enough about myself. Um, And that's and that's just a tactic of an abuser. They'll break you down. You know it goes in the cycle: the honeymoon phase, the blow-up phase. You know it's just it, it goes in a circle. And and I think as somebody who's highly sensitive and empath, when they're in those for, "please forgive me, I'll never do it again" phases, I believe that they, in the moment, they genuinely mean it. Um, but there's a certain point when you know patterns continue to repeat. That obviously things are not going to change, because for somebody to change, they have to literally hit their absolute rock bottom. Like the fear of change has to be less than the fear of, or has to be more, sorry, than the fear of staying where you are, the fear of staying in that comfort. (laughs) And it's really hard to get to that point a lot of times. Um, but you know, the other problem is We so often, almost everybody I've spoken to who has been in an abusive situation, they know that they knew when they were starting it, they knew they saw the red flags, they saw the signs. Gosh, when I look back, like I, I knew it, you know, it was like, but I was so desperate to have somebody validate me because... I needed that outside validation because I didn't believe in myself. I didn't believe that I was worthy and I didn't believe that I was enough because I just always thought that I was wrong. I constantly needed somebody to tell me what to do, to tell me how to feel. Because if you take that out, that's been part of my struggle over the last year or two. <clears throat> when you take out that outside voice of like, tell me what to do or help me do this, when you stop asking for opinions, it's, it's, it'll make you stress out mentally if you're used to that. Um, you know, it's like, is this the right decision? Is it not the right decision? Um, but, you know, so often in society, in this culture too, we are taught not to trust our intuition. So when we have those little pangs and pings and those little red flags, we choose to look the other way and make excuses. Oh, well, it was just the one time or, you know. <clears throat> but we need to start trusting those. And in this process, we just have to learn that to love ourselves and to know that... Um, we are worthy we are worthy of every single thing we desire and if you're in a situation that you need to get out whatever your situation is there are resources where you live there are people that can help you reach out talk to a family member it's a very shaming situation I know 100% you don't want to talk to people about it because you don't want to be the one you know that's in that situation especially like again you know it's like I know for me, the first time I was in an abusive situation, it was physical. It was everything, um, but it was physically abusive as well. And so when I got into another situation, it was like, well, you know, he doesn't hit me. So it's not abuse, but it is. You should know your worth and know that you're worth it and know that you're worthy. Um, And so that's kind of like all of this for me is just to help people love and embrace themselves. Because once you do that, then you know what you're worth. You know, um, if you can write down on a piece of paper, the hardest thing for me was like, so when people ask, who are you, it would just like leave me in this like tailspin of like, Oh my gosh, well, who am I? What do I like? Like, what do I truly like without anybody else telling me what I like? Who am I without everybody else telling me who I am? And that was really hard. Um, and it takes a lot of Stillness. It takes a lot. I meditated. I journaled. I always, always tell people, like, please journal. It changed my life. If you can just five minutes a day, two minutes a day, just write down your gratitude, maybe once a week, whatever you can. Journaling is so important and so unbelievably helpful. Um, Like I said, I I, I recommend it to anybody. Um, Find a therapist in your area. Um, There are ways you can get therapists for... um, reduce prices or free, get help, speak to people. And, that, and that's where, you know, my therapist says that all the time. It's like to rebuild that trust and to rebuild yourself and what you believe in in yourself, you have to do that through relationships because relationships are what tore you down. Relationships are what are, what are going to be able to build you up and not in a way that you depend on them to validate you or anything, but just to know that there are people out there, you know, that you can trust and that aren't going to hurt you in that way. And of course, like the huge thing in all of this is boundaries. I did not know how to set boundaries. Had no idea. Um, Every time I set a boundary at home, it was crossed. It was blown through. Um, And I think we do that a lot as parents with our kids. I really try and be very aware of it with my kids. But I know there are times where I, you know, they set a boundary and and I don't respect it. And that's been a really hard thing for me to accept about myself as well is because I've gotten into these situations with people who don't respect my boundaries, but because I am so unaware of boundaries, looking back at, at other relationships and how I interact with other people, it's been really tough to, to see that I'm part of the issue as well because I need to learn healthy boundaries in myself and with others. And I think like once you start building them in yourself, then you can start building them with others. But, and not that like I disrespect people's boundaries, but when people like <clears throat> set a boundary for me, I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that or no, whatever. Part of me is like, well, why? I would, you know, (coughs) I kind of get that little uh, flare of insecurity or then I overthink it. And it's like, well, what did they mean by that? Do they not like me? Because I'm just so not used to that. Um, And so getting really, really clear about what you want, what you're worth. And honestly, if it means you write, you sit down for 10 minutes a day and all you write is I love myself or all you write is I'm safe. Like I can't tell you how many times I've just sat there and literally taken up a whole page in my journal of just saying, I am safe. I am safe. I am safe. I love myself. I love, I am worthy. Just like on repeat and going through my, um, on my phone, I have a, a reminder that pops up every day and my current one I change it every now and again depending on what I need but my current one is that I am safe to express myself the universe has my back because I know now in my situation as I am now I am safe to express myself and anybody who doesn't respect that doesn't deserve a place in my life and that's just the truth but I never I didn't want I didn't want to believe that before you know I just wanted I wanted love I wanted to be seen I think that was the biggest thing for me is to be seen, like truly seen for who I am. But the problem is I would get in these relationships and I would try and be who they wanted me to be. So I was never really seen anyway. Even if I was being validated and and nurtured and all of that stuff, I was being somebody that they wanted me to be. And so I wasn't being seen. I wasn't authentically being myself. And for a long time, it was really, really hard for me to authentically be myself because I always thought I was wrong. It's the shame, that shame cycle. It's 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 very difficult. I I felt like I was just stuck in this cocoon for the longest time. Like I could not break out. Um, you know, I still have when I get insecure now. I just get sucked back into that cocoon, and it's so frustrating. It's like you want to talk, you want to scream, but you can't. It's like for me, in my mind, like literally goes blank. That's kind of like my fight or flight. Um, there was a four. There was a third one, and I loved it. Fight, flight, or Oh, I'll have to like find it and put it in the show notes, but I loved it. I wrote it down somewhere. Um, fight, flight. It was another F one. I can't remember, but it was awesome. Because there is more than there's more than fight and flight. Um, but I lost my train of thought. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just there's there's knowing that you're safe, having a safe person, and just seeing the signs of what is a safe an unsafe person. Um, somebody who doesn't respect your boundaries, somebody who doesn't respect you, somebody who's constantly, um, asking you to do things that you don't want to do, or only doing certain things at certain times. I know right now my daughter has a friend that she talks to that she talks to all the time on the weekends. Um, but when it comes to actual school, the little girl doesn't talk to her. And she gets really upset, so she comes home and she wants to call her on her iP- on her phone or whatever. And she has a phone it doesn't have a SIM card or anything, <laughs> but she wants to call her on-, on her phone. And I tell her no, and she's been getting so upset. And I'm just like lace, like if somebody only speaks to you on on that phone, like on the through that, and not in person, like that's not a good person. Not that she's a bad person, but that it's not a person. I'm trying to teach my daughter, you know, that not everybody's going to like you. And it's true. I used to get so upset if somebody didn't like you. Like, why? What's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. You are perfectly imperfect as you are. That's just the way life is. Not everybody's going to like you. And everybody has got their own shit that they're dealing with. So if you trigger somebody and they don't like you, chances are that has more to do with you than it has to do with them literally, it's like 100% that it's more to do with them. They, they are triggered for something that they haven't dealt with and that they need to deal with. And that's, you know, when it comes to abusers, they are so triggered by things that they've never dealt with in their life. And I don't want to say that it's not their fault because they, they need to deal with their own things and you by no means should be staying in that relationship or anything like that. I think, um, you can't fix people. And that's, I always wanted to fix people. I don't know if that was part of like being seen or just like, I don't know, my way of controlling things. Cause that was, that's what people pleasing is it's a way of controlling. And I realized that as I got older, people pleasing was my way of controlling. And I've never thought of myself as a controlling person. But that's what it was. Um, so you can't fix people, people have to figure it out on their own and fix things on their own. But you can take care of yourself, and you can love yourself, and you can do the best that you can for yourself. Um, and so, get get you know read books. Um, I love find spiritual finding a spiritual practice. Doesn't matter what it is, whether if it's in a church or. Or if it's just meditating or if it's just whatever it is, even if you don't believe in anything, having some sort of, med- even if you meditate just to clear your mind, you're not doing it for any sort of divine purposes or pers- purpose or connected, connectedness or anything like that. Just having some sort of spiritual practice can really help too. Having a support base, having a group of people, having people that will love you and understand and be there for you regardless. Um, journaling, just you got to do the hard work and it gets worse before it gets better. But I promise there's light at the end of that tunnel. Um, I know cause I'm sitting here, I'm by no means at the end of the tunnel, but I can see the light. Um, I can see the light now and just, yeah, getting clear. I write down on a piece of paper, or if you're comfortable with it, you know, write, write it down. And what are, who are you? What are your morals? What do you want? What do you want to to be treated like? What do you like about yourself? If you have to stand in the mirror and look at every single part of your body and just on repeat say, I love my eyes. I love my eyebrows. I love my hair, whatever it is, you know, visually really helps. Um, you know, it takes time. And if you're in a situation and you want to talk, even if you just want to have a conversation, like reach out to me, I'm here. I, I, I would be happy to have a conversation with you. Um, it's just, it's something that's very important to me. And like I said, this is this episode is like really hard for me to talk about. It's hard for me to put out, you know, because I still have that in my mind where it's like, Oh my gosh, what if any of these people hear? and then what are they going to think? But you know what? I'm, I'm just putting my truth out there so that I can help somebody else that may be in the same situation, or maybe somebody else needs to hear this right now, whether you're listening to it now or in a year and six months or whatever, just know that there are options out there. There's, you can get help. You can get out of it. see you know a therapist have a friend find somebody online whatever it is that you need um, to know that you're worth it and and, and you got this um, because you do you really really do um, and that's uh, that is my episode for you guys this week I hope you have a wonderful weekend I am headed to Vegas on a business trip on Sunday so I am not sure if I'm gonna have an episode out next week or not um, depending on how much free time I get, or if I can get another podcast recorded this week. If not, I will be back the first week in, um, no, actually the second week in November. Um, again, you can follow me at on Instagram at Rochelle C. Smith. Uh, I'm always posting food, vegan food on there, inspiration quotes. I do journal, journal um, prompts on there. You can DM me if you have any questions, if there's anything you want covered on the podcast. Um, Let me know what you like. And I would so, so appreciate it if you could rate or review the podcast um, wherever you're listening to it. It'll really help so much. Thank you so much. And I will uh, speak to you guys next time.